to Full of Zeal. I'm Joshua. Uh, I'm here with a special guest and friend, Joe. And uh, he's, uh, he's the leader of Burn Calgary in Burn Canada. Yep, Burn 24-7 yeah. uh, Canada. And so my wife and I are the national directors. Come on. And, uh, and of course, we lead the local furnace as well. Yeah. Burn 24-7 Calgary. So, Come on. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show. Yeah, and thank I'm you. I'm so, so glad to have thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something something that uh, I, I wanted to mention before we got going is uh, I actually served with Joe mm-hmm. probably about uh, three years yep. when I first moved to Calgary. So yep. I, I helped out. Couldn't, couldn't play any instruments, but just, you know, any way that I could to, to yep. help you guys out and... Um, I was I was reminiscing last night, like the things that I was like, what what kind of was formative in that process? And one of the things that I remember is we were at a, a church. I think it was First Alliance. Okay. And uh, you guys were doing a burn there, and I was helping out, and um, the fire alarm went off. Right. Yes. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and it was it was. It was so crazy to me because no one moved. Yeah. Like, no one went for the exits. No one looked for the fire. Everyone just was, like, worshiping Jesus. And do you remember how long it went on for? Uh, uh, At least 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. 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 Like, a solid enough time to make your ears bleed. Yeah. 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 But it it was just, like, it was cool because that was one of my, like, first experiences with you guys. Sure. And, like, the dedication you had to worship. Yeah, <laughs> to push through the noise. To yeah, push through the noise. <laughs> and it was it, that was funny because we're like we're doing the burn and yeah, here goes the fire alarm. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we're burning. Yeah. Do you, do you have any other like crazy stories of like 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 that? Like um, that or similar or like? I mean, yeah. I mean, um, you know, one of the one of the great testimonies that we have about the burn um, was back in 2013. uh, We started doing, uh, well, before that, we started doing outdoor burns. Okay. And uh, in in public spaces, whatever. Yeah. And for which you have to get permits, right? And um, so we approached the city and we said, hey, we want to do a burn at Olympic Plaza. And for those who don't know, Olympic Plaza is is a public space in downtown Calgary, right across the street from City Hall. And we, we thought, you know, this is a very strategic place to do Absolutely. Um, continuous worship and prayer over the city. And so they said, yeah, um, you know, it's very, very busy during the summer. Very hard to um, to get an open weekend. Yeah. Um, but they said, hey, the, the second weekend in September is, uh, is open. Hmm. And um, if you guys want to apply, you can put an application and, and we'll go from there. And we didn't know at the time. Um, but... Uh, gay Pride weekend and week mm. now is uh, is on the first weekend of September. Interesting. And um, we didn't know it at the time. Um, so it seemed like God was opening the door and orchestrating things so that we can go back in and, and take ground. Right. Um, you know, there's lots of festivities uh, for, for Gay Pride weekend and, and the march and whatnot. Yeah. And it always started and ended at, or ended at Olympic Plaza. Interesting. And so um, you guys didn't know this. We didn't know that. No, we did not know that. And, uh, so again, the Lord opened the door and, um, we're like, okay, this is an opportunity to take back the high ground, uh, in the, in the spirit. And, um, and that's what we did, uh, for 10 years now. We've been doing that, uh, specifically at Olympic Plaza. Okay. And, um, 
it's yeah that's just another opportunity for us to worship over the city and to to shift things spiritually right. and um you know we, we always talk about shifting the atmosphere well yeah that's that's exactly what we're yeah. doing <laughs> especially at a city level like yes. that's uh yeah and and it's interesting to me that you guys got the opportunity to cleanse yeah. the air even yeah. without knowing like yeah. hey the lord had an assignment and absolutely did you think it was a good idea or was it kind of prompted by the lord uh just to do outdoor worship yeah to- yeah you know like i said we had done some outdoor worship events yeah. Um, through other organizations, a partnership with uh, other organizations, mm-hmm. and um, you know, at, at some of the major parks downtown. Yeah. Um, and so we're like, you know what? Let's let's organize six hours of continuous worship and prayer over the city outside. Yeah. Um, let's let's try and do it at Olympic Plaza because of its location and and um, and the Lord, yeah, was with us. Come on. He, he uh, orchestrated things and gave us favor with the city as well. So yeah. we have that that particular date mm. and that site. Uh, we, uh, that's ours, basically, every year yeah. uh, unless we don't apply for it. So uh, as long as we keep applying for it, we yeah. have first right of refusal for that site. Come and uh, so, so, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that where the Lord has, uh, like I said, orchestrated it and... Um, it's like, yeah, I want you to go in there and, and take back high ground. And, uh, so, and that, that's an exciting event for us because, uh, when we do worship for, from noon to 6 PM, we have teams that come and, right. and do outreach, um, prophetic ministry, healing ministry, all that sort of thing. And so we, we see lots of people getting saved. Yeah. Um, and then in recent years we started doing baptisms cause there's a, there's a pool there. Yeah. And, uh, and so we do baptisms and so you get lots of people who come and get saved, come and get healed, and then they get baptized, and, and we try and plug them into a church. And So it's, it's really, I mean, it's exciting because it's, it's Acts chapter 2 type, yeah. of, type of deal, right? So, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, hands uh, on, hands in on, the yeah. world, you're not in yeah. a church building. Absolutely, like... yeah. And people are getting saved and baptized, and it's like, yeah, okay, this is what the church is supposed to be doing. This yeah. is awesome. <laughs> so, so for those that really haven't come across the burn haven't come across mm-hmm. your ministry why why six hours why you know why extended worship uh well that particular event is six hours sometimes we do longer of course sometimes we do 24 hours or I longer know that. <laughs> <laughs> um but six hours on that particular day is because just the logistics of setting up and right. tearing down and whatever else yeah so why mm-hmm. why longer worship sets why can't you know, oh why not just half an hour or, yeah, or, or yeah um yeah there's definitely a momentum that builds Mm. Um, and you really see that with the longer events, like 24 or 48 hours. Right. Um, and, and we noticed that right off the bat when we started doing the burn in 2011, uh, our first event was actually 27 hours. Right. So 7 PM on Friday to 10 PM on, on Saturday. And, um, and I was there the whole time. I, my wife was there the whole time. Uh, a few others were there the entire time as well. But you can you can feel the momentum, yeah. and um, and you start off, and you know it's it's anointed and it's it's powerful. Yeah. But as the night goes on and the hours go on, it just builds and builds and builds, mm-hmm. and um, and there's there's also a thread that you recognize, uh, a theme that you recognize, yeah. um, that the Holy Spirit is actually um, uh, trying to 
bring out something out of the worship teams. There's a theme of songs or a theme of a message that starts to come out. Right. And by the end of the 24, 27 hours, you're, you're going after it, yeah. you know, what the Lord wants to do. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, um, that and, um, and then we're, we're modeling ourselves after the Tabernacle of David. Okay. And for those who don't know what the Tabernacle of David is, uh, when David became king and um, the first thing he did before he did anything else, um, you know, securing the borders or building up the army or anything like that, the very first thing he did um, when he was seven years in, in Hebron and then he went to Jerusalem, uh, he brought the, the ark to Jerusalem and he set up a, a tent and hired 4,000 musicians, 4,000 gatekeepers, and he said, we're going to do 24-7 worship um, in our nation. Yeah. And, um, and that, that actually brought Israel into the apex of their early existence because right. that brought them into the Solomon era right. where you know, they had the complete blessing of the Lord and all of the nations were coming to them. And uh, so it was, it was actually that act of continuous worship that ushered in that era of prosperity and blessing for Israel. Um, But the tabernacle of David itself was 24 seven for decades and continued on after him. And um, and every time Israel fell away from the Lord, uh, you saw that they were not worshiping the Lord. Interesting. Um, And then when certain Kings uh, brought the nation back to the Lord, Hezekiah or Josiah or others, even yeah. Nehemiah coming out of uh, the Babylonian captivity, mm-hmm. they all reestablished the 24-7 worship. Interesting. And whether, uh, of course, in the temple, once the temple was built. Right. Um, but they all reestablished and came back to that 24-7 uh, worship and prayer. Right. And, um, and, and God either relented or delayed judgment or whatever. Yeah. Um, but they moved back into uh, prosperity and blessing when they did that. Um, so there's definitely that connection there, right? Yeah, definitely a correlation. And I, I think there's sometimes we, we don't place a value or an emphasis on it, totally. on, on worship. It, it, it seems to be the transition point between the message of like, Hey, like I'm going to the Lord and I just want to feel good. And sure. You know, whereas I, I think, um, one of the declensions that I see in, um, that type of ministry is that, Worship is first unto the Lord. Yeah. You know, absolutely. it's it's to bless him. It's yes. not to get our needs met. It's yeah. not to yeah. come into that space and like, okay, Jesus be my genie now. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's no, I I'm coming to bless you and when we absolutely. come to bless the Lord that yeah. that begins to open up something. Yeah. And that's exactly what David wrote in Psalm 103. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Right. And all that's within me. Bless the Lord. Remember his benefits. Mm. Right. And, and there are times in David's life when he was literally, you know, on the, at the lowest, <laughs> as yeah. low as he can go. Right. Yeah. And uh, whether it was Saul hunting him down or whether it was, you know, uh, his, his fall with Bathsheba or yeah. other times in his life. Right. Uh, and other times he was on the mountaintop. Right. And, um, but through it all, it's, it's him commanding him, him himself, his soul, Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Remember his benefits, his salvation, his healing, his redemption. Right. You know, all those things. Remember what the Lord did yeah. and bless the Lord. Mm. 
and uh, I think that's a lot of that has been lost in the Western church where we're so focused on ourselves right um, that like you said it's we're coming into church coming into worship even in prayer um, it's all about Lord what can you do for me Absolutely. and um, and really our call to worship is to bless the Lord uh, just like we see in uh, Isaiah 6 or Revelation uh, the book of Revelation where you see the, the, the throne room scene mm-hmm. uh, and the angels and the elders around the throne and uh, all of heaven and creation really just blessing the Lord yeah. and worshiping the Lord. And, uh, and so that is actually a revelation, I believe, that David had. When you examine the tabernacle of David, you see that it actually mirrors, even though he may not have have. He may have. I don't know. He may not have seen. He may, he may not have seen exactly what's going on in heaven. It actually mirrors what he set up. Um, what we see in uh, the Book of Revelation. Right. So you have the four angels um, around God's throne. Well, David set up four lead prophetic worship leaders, and then there's the twenty-four elders. Right. Well, David set up uh, twenty-four teams one for each hour of the day, right? And so uh, all those little details, it may seem kind of, you know, why that, why those numbers, why these people, it actually mirrors what's happening in the throne room. Yeah. And uh, so, so David had some sort of revelation. And, um, and when Jesus prays and teaches us to pray uh, that, uh, Lord, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. Well, David was doing that. Literally, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it's amazing when you when you dive into it. Yeah, you know the revelation that he had. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I think sometimes we we come across those things as nebulous. It's like, okay, yeah. Jesus, your kingdom come, but then it it doesn't look like anything, right? Right. Where it's like, okay, where where does the rubber meet the road here? Because mm-hmm. because if there's framework for it in heaven, there must Absolutely. be framework for it in, in the earth. Absolutely. And, if we're not going after that as individuals, then mm-hmm. we we don't get to see the establishment of the kingdom in our generation. Yeah, exactly. And and so I I, I love that you guys are going after this because it's like okay, like let's make this practical. Yeah, let's let's do something about this rather than yeah. just like okay, we have this idea and it's nice and it's pretty and yeah. you know it's it's not it's it's grounded in the word it's grounded in Absolutely. scripture and yeah. And the other thing is worship is costly. Uh, when fun. you when you look at worship displayed in the bible well number one with david in the tabernacle uh that he set up um it would i read somewhere that it would cost about 30 million dollars a month Mm. to operate you know the his tent and 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 24 7 worship because i mean in today's in today's yeah okay in today's dollars um because i mean four thousand musicians uh four thousand gatekeepers administrators all that sort of thing uh, on a continual 24-7 basis, right. costly, very costly. When you look at the, uh, in the New Testament, the, the woman who came and broke the alabaster jar over, mm-hmm. over Jesus and, and anointed his head yeah. uh, as an act of worship. That was about a year's wages, the Bible says, costly worship. And I think, you know, in our day and our time in Western context, uh, we don't associate worship as being costly, yeah. right? Because we go to church, we enjoy worship. Yeah. Again, it's about me, right. um, and we're in and out, um, and and so, you know, that element of sacrifice, of praise, or costly worship, uh, I don't think is embedded uh, in our minds as 
it should be. Dope. And um, so, um, so, so how do we begin to get back to that? Because if if <clears throat> worship is costly, you yeah. can't just say, "Hey, you know, throw down the gauntlet." Because it's really it's hard to go from zero to hundred for most people. Of course, like some can, but yeah. for the vast majority of us, it's like, "Hey, got to get over myself." Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, you know, I think on a personal level. Uh, as individuals, when we come into uh, a space for worship, um, it really is about our mindset mm-hmm. and our, our, our heart posture. Why am I here? Right. You know, am I here to uh, receive, you know, healing? Am I here to receive prophetic word? Uh, am I coming just to get filled up mm-hmm. uh, because I feel down, I feel empty? Um, which all those things are valid. All those things are valid, but if that's our the first thing on our list and why we're coming, yeah. um, then I think we're out of balance. Absolutely. And and you know, there's a scripture that says that all a man's ways seem right to him, mm. but the Lord uh, sees the motive of the heart. Mm. Right. So we could be doing the right thing, yeah. going to church, worshiping, giving, yeah. serving, all those things, but what is our motivation? What, why yeah. are we doing those things? Yeah. And so God always looks to the heart and he pinpoints our motivation. Mm-hmm. And, um, and if we're coming with um, a heart that is only focused on ourselves, not a heart to bless God, not a heart to offer a sacrifice of praise, then we're out of balance for sure. Yeah. And so we have to address it on a personal level. Is it taught? I don't know. Um, is it emphasized? Mm, I don't know. Um, maybe in a lot of areas it is emphasized, but maybe not so much in worship. I think worship, especially on a Sunday morning context. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's how most of us know worship. Like, right. Like, it's right. like, okay, when I think about worship, it's Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm coming to Sunday morning to get filled up, to, uh, to get encouraged so that I can go out and my week will be a good week. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on, preach, Joe. And, and, uh, and, and that's good. Um, I think that is a, a valid exchange. Yeah. Um, but what are we bringing in yeah. that exchange? It's not the, it's not the end goal. It's like not the that, end goal, yeah. That, that gets us in the door. Yes. But that, yeah. we need to graduate in maturity. In Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you betcha. So, so I, I had this question come up as, as you were talking about that. How does that affects the corporate space. So like if I as an individual am just coming in to get my needs met, to get above board so yeah. that my week is great. Yeah. You know, which is, you know, if that's that's your expression, cool. Yeah. Like, but that if if that's it, how does that impact the corporate body or the corporate expression of worship? Um yeah, I mean it you see it in some of the songs that we sing in in you know our Western culture, um, where the songs reflect um, it's, it's always I or me or, you know, right. what, can, what is God doing for me? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, that, that creates a mindset in the culture of a church. Right. Um, and, and again, you know, it's not completely wrong, but I think there's a higher level that we can go to with worship when we yeah. focus on the Lord and when our songs that we sing are to the Lord and, uh, and not, uh, you know, focused on ourselves. So, you know, when you talk about 
that sort of thing and, and culture of a church, it really comes down to training and understanding um, and wisdom on the part of leaders, mm-hmm. pastors, worship leaders, musicians. Right. Um, and I include musicians in that because I think the whole, um, the whole worship team in a church needs to be on the same page. Right. Um, and so there, there really has to be a, a very um, intentional focus on, okay, what's our purpose here? Right. And what are we bringing to the church and what are we facilitating for the people to step into? Yeah. Um, and, and so for me personally, when I lead worship, um, it's like, you know what, we're, we're here only for one purpose mm. and that is to bless the Lord. Everything that flows out of that, if I'm blessed, if there's an exchange, beautiful. Yeah. But I'm not coming expecting God to, um, you know, do something for me. I'm coming to actually bless the Lord right. and worship him above everything else. And I think when we do that, when we enthrone him yeah. on our praise, on our worship, when we enthrone him, then his governmental authority flows down. And we're able to experience his blessing out of that. Yeah. Right? So, you know, when that scripture says uh, that God is enthroned on the praise of his people, um, the throne is actually a picture of authority and, and rulership. Wow. Right? So when, we, when we're worshiping, when we're praising, we're actually saying, God, come and establish your authority over us. Wow. And establish your kingdom over us. Yeah. And, um, and again, everything flows out of that naturally. Yeah. Right. There's no striving. There's no fighting. There's no like, God bless me. <laughs> right. Um, it, yeah. It's just, it just, it just, it's a natural exchange. Right. So, yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm just, I'm getting so much revelation just by, uh, by listening to you. It's, it's awesome. Um, and I have about five questions, sure. but, um, I, uh, I was wondering for those that aren't, in that expression where, you know, like, I'm like, okay, like top tier expression, musicians are on board, leaders are on board. Sure. They're setting a stage, they're setting an environment to say, hey, let's, let's bless the Lord. Let's yeah. go after this. Yeah. You know, what if I'm in a house where that's not the case, you know, where the culture is working against that? Um, you know what, um, our, our philosophy with the burn is that, um, uh, we're sent to go into the darkest and hardest places. Mm. And so, you know, as an individual, if you find yourself in a church that um, is, is like you described, yeah. the, the worship and, and praise and the, maybe there's, the teaching is lacking or whatever, um, but it's, it's fighting against your values of worship. Yeah. Um, that's an opportunity for you as an individual to actually uh, affect the culture of that church. Uh, as long as God has called you there, of course, right? And um, he, if He's called you there, you know that He's called you there for a purpose, right? And it's to influence. It's always to influence, yeah, right. So no matter how little you think your influence is, mm. um, it always starts somewhere, right? Right. And so um, I think it's incumbent upon you know an individual in that circumstance to uh, learn as much as they can. And, and then, and then in conversation, you know, start to talk about those things, uh, not to preach at the people, you know, that are with you, but to influence through conversation, through iron sharp, sharpens iron type of thing. And, um, and and bring about 
you know, some sort of change that way. Next thing you know, you might find somebody who, who is in that church with you that is like-minded. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, then, and then you're able to influence together. Yeah. And, um, and it's not a, a manipulation type of influence. Yeah. You know, it's really just following the Holy Spirit, following the word of the Lord. Right. And, um, and speaking life into that church, being a source of life right. in that church. And, and I think, too, moreover, like, if you're along the lines of the heart of the Lord, the purposes of the Lord, he's, like, he's going to bless that. He's going to bless like, it. You betcha. And, you know, yes. if, if you're yeah. in the wrong part, you, you talked about motives earlier where if, if I have a twisted motive, that's yeah. going to taint the outcome. Absolutely. That's going to change, you know, what people around me experience. And, mm-hmm. and so if, if my heart's clean in it, yeah. if I'm like, Hey, this is to bless the house. This is to yeah. bless the people. This is only yeah. going to benefit you. Yeah. Then I, I, I think it's, it's only going to result in blessing. Absolutely. And, and I, I think the Lord is going to open doors and, and uh, give you more influence as you step out in that kind of mindset right right now the the here's the here's the kickback on that okay right <laughs> um when you do step out in that kind of mindset and and spirit and right motivation yeah um don't be surprised if you get kickback and criticism and yeah. um and even hate right because okay. um, pe- people love their tradition Right. And, and people love their religion. Right. <laughs> they do. And uh, and so whenever you're coming up against a religious spirit yeah. um, or a tradition type of spirit, yeah. uh, you're going to get major kickback. Mm. And so you have to be prepared for that. Uh, how do you prepare for that? Um, obviously, worship and prayer personally. Yeah. Uh, I would say fasting as well. But in that, this is for everybody in every situation. Right. But I mean, what I'm saying is that you expect yeah. push back <laughs> i think that's good yeah I, I i think we're we're often we don't go into these battles ready oh absolutely you know we're like okay you know i'm gonna go after this i'm gonna have a conversation with my pastor yeah yeah and it's, yeah. it's just gonna go so well and they're gonna right. change, yeah. they're gonna change worship next week <laughs> <laughs> this right. is what's gonna happen Sean. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, and we're just we don't go in there with the rigidity of like okay they're can be that religious stronghold there. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then it was the religious spirit that killed Jesus. Yes. You know, Absolutely. and then that's what people don't acknowledge. Yeah. It was yeah. it was the people that knew the word, that yeah. knew the Bible that killed the anointing, yeah. that killed yeah. the spirit of God. Not not the world themselves. Yeah. Like the the world welcomed Jesus in. Absolutely. Yeah. And so if you're not prepared for some of those battles, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're gonna crush you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Definitely, there's a there has to be expectation that there's going to be put pushback. Number one, and and then, as well, you have to approach every conversation in that, whether it's worship or whether it's something else, you have to approach it with humility. Yeah. And uh, if there is pride, if there is any kind of arrogance, mm. um, yeah, that's an opening for the enemy to just absolutely destroy you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so you know, a humility. Um, I, there's a, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, uh, is Proverbs chapter 22. Mm. Um, and basically it says humility and the fear of the Lord bring wealth and honor in life. Mm. And I mean, those are deep waters. Those are deep. <laughs> you, can, you can dive into that. There's layers, layers there, there. You yeah. can't just drop verses. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in that, I mean, the, the key is one of the keys is humility. Yeah. Right. And so in everything we do, if we can have humility, mm. meaning 
the other person I esteem higher than myself. Yeah. Um, and I'm there to serve. I'm there to pour in. Yeah. Um, you know, taking on that posture of humility is, um, is key to um, influence, basically. Right. Yeah. And it's also key to when you do receive kickback, you're like, okay, well, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, you can just shrug it off. off your back. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You bet. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, over the years I've encountered people who, um, have criticized our style of worship or the way we do things, yeah. um, and have, uh, suggested this is the way we should do it. Yeah. Uh, whatever else. And, um, and when we, when we explain, well, you know, this is why we do it. Yeah. Um, some get offended and others are, are okay. Uh, I would suggest that if you're offended when you get kicked back or criticism or whatever, um, uh, in any situation, yeah. if you're offended, then maybe that's something you have to check on your own heart. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, okay, why am I offended? Mm. Uh, Holy Spirit, you know, give me some insight. Give me some revelation as to why I'm offended. Is it pride? Is it whatever? Right. Um, and ultimately, you know, as Christians, we're not to be offended by anything. So, yeah. yeah. And when, when I've come across those situations in myself, I've, I've found that I've, I've placed my worth in or, or identity in those scenarios. Sure. You know, oh, yeah. Where, where I'm like, okay, like, why, why is this such a trigger in me? Like, yeah. Why am yeah. I, like, why is there such a draw or why do I need to make these things happen? Yeah. I, f- I find that I'm like, Oh, there's part of my identity in that. Yes, thing. absolutely. And, and often I've like after processing, it's, it's a little harder in the moment, but uh, I'll find that I'm like, okay, that thing I've allowed that to take root in my life. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so I need to prove to people mm-hmm. that this is a good thing sure. because I'm attached to this. Sure. Yeah. Where I, I, I think some of this, conversation co- goes back into like if you're hidden in god if you're hidden in humility mm-hmm. if you're clothed in righteousness and it's like okay i can i can win lose or fail and it doesn't matter yeah because all of those things we're we're not supposed to be tied to them we're not no absolutely and it comes back like you said to identity yeah so if you truly see yourself as a son or daughter of god uh and understand what he is speaking over you and how he sees you Mm. That he sees you in the same way that he sees Jesus. Yeah. And, uh, and you operate out of that um, viewpoint uh, and mindset. Then, honestly, it doesn't matter what people do say mm. or, or critical words that come your way. Um, you're like, okay, that's, that's great. I know what my God says. I know what my Father says. Yeah. And, uh, and that's okay. I yeah. love them anyways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bless yeah them. You don't get to turn up your love off. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. They kick back. Absolutely. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, but when you operate out of sonship, um, that, that takes you to a whole different level. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 some of what I feel like you've, you've been talking about today is like, is deep rooted. You said deep, deep mm-hmm. waters, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and some people can talk about things intellect, intellectually. Sure. But, I'm like, you're, you've watched a lot of this and you've, you've done well. Cause I mean, how long have you been doing the burn in Calgary? Uh, since 2011. So it's been, yeah, it's been coming on 12 years. 12 years. Yeah. So like 12 years, you're going to face kickback. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and you're going to get opposition from yeah, people. Totally. And so yeah. like, 
I, I see some of those things have kept you safe. Totally. Yeah. And, and, and part of it too is, is learning over that 12 years. Right. And you probably all haven't always done the best. No. Oh yeah. There's been times when, yeah, it's been, um, it's been hard. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and I've had to check my own heart and, mm-hmm. and, um, but I think God uses, uh, every situation to mold us if we yeah. allow him to. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so over the 12 years that we've been doing the burn, yeah, we've encountered all sorts of resistance and, yeah. and, um, uh, it's been interesting for sure. Um, the journey that we've gone through seeing, um, not only in ourselves personally, but in the city and, yeah. and, um, with our team members and all that sort of thing. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, God will use every situation to mold us if we are open to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and, uh, the more open we are to it, uh, the more we'll learn. Mm. And, um, so I'm grateful for all the ups and downs. One of the things, crazy things, yeah, um, just coming to mind now. Um, so this might be for somebody who's listening, but the very first burn we did, like I said, was 27 hours. Yeah, it was March of 2011. Okay, and um, crazy experience. Imagine we had never experienced a burn before, right? Okay, it's like okay, we're, we're doing this 27 hours. This is how you do it. It's going to be continuous worship. We're inviting all these teams in to do two-hour sets. Yeah. It's going to be crazy, yeah. right? And we're all excited, whatever else. And, uh, and man, it, w- it was everything and more that we expected. Mm. Um, halfway through, uh, my wife and I were like, wow. It's like, this is, this is just surreal. That Just the presence of the Lord, uh, how the Holy Spirit was moving. And we're like, we were created for this, yeah. right? And uh, so... You know, we're long, we're literally we're way up here. We're on cloud nine, yeah, on <laughs> and uh, so we do that that twenty seven hour uh, um, burn from Friday night to Saturday night. Uh, go into Sunday morning worship, just dead tired because we were up the whole time. <laughs> twenty seven hours, <laughs> twenty seven hours, <laughs> and uh, and and my Nola, my wife, is leading worship, and uh, uh, worship just goes to another level in the church. Mm. Um, there were literally people doing a conga line around the church. <laughs> it was crazy. Wow. It was crazy. It was like, uh, what do we do? I don't know. Yeah. Just keep singing. <laughs> we have no context. <laughs> yeah. And the next day, mm. Monday, I go into work mm. and I get fired. Wow. <laughs> and talk about kickback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, the, the owners of the company I knew were, were very much anti-Christian. They mm-hmm. hated Christians. Yeah. But I did not expect right. that, that kind of kickback. Interesting. Uh, so quickly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, that was eye-opening. I was yeah. like, wow. And I knew right away. I knew right away. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's not hard to like. <laughs> I knew right away. And, uh, you know, that I, I'm just telling that story to, to share that, yeah, there is kickback when you step out right. in any level. Yeah. In any level, right? So uh, for me, yeah, it was doing the burn and, and taking on uh, leadership of the burn and, and all of a sudden getting fired. Uh, interestingly enough, you know, the Lord uh, opened up doors yeah. into other jobs that were... Yeah. The story didn't end there. No, it did not. <laughs> um, it opened up several doors and, mm. and blessing and, and learning and right. growing yeah. uh, over the next few years. Yeah. Just from that one moment. Interesting. Yeah. And um, so 
in all things. Mm. You know, when, even when there's kickback, God will turn around. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's good. Yeah. You, you've walked those paths well. And I, I'm a firm believer people need to hear the good things we say about them. But mm-hmm. I, one of the things that I often say of you is that, like, you're one of the most faith, faithful people I know. Mm-hmm. You, you and Nola, I'm just like, like watching you, and I, I've known you eight years. I think, right, you know? right. So not, not the longest of times, not the shortest of times. But yeah, I, uh, I, I've seen you guys do so well in the city, mm-hmm. and 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 love the city well, and love churches well, and love Jesus well. Yeah. And for for me, I'm like, okay, like that's what faithfulness looks like. Mm-hmm. That's what greatness looks like in the kingdom. Not right. you know, and and we. We have weird Christian vulture. Sure. You know, sure. We, we, we do and say things that are like weird and odd and we have weird metrics. But I'm like, one of the things that like, I'm like, you've modeled that. Mm-hmm. You've done yes. such a good job season to season. Yeah. And um, I like, even as I was pondering today, I was kind of wondering, like, what's kept you in the game? Um, you know what? Having a higher perspective. Mm. Um, knowing that. Uh, our life here yeah. is insignificant to eternity, mm. right? So, but everything we do in our time given here on earth will yeah. actually affect eternity. Of course. Right? So, um, you know, it's, it's having that eternal perspective, I think, that has helped me, yeah. number one. Um, that and, and um, you know, growing up on the mission field, my, my parents were missionaries. And um, having that perspective and uh, experience outside of uh, Western culture, right. um, I think was helpful as well because yeah. um, it grounds you. Right. Right. It's like, okay, we're, we're kind of in a bubble here. <laughs> Honestly. We are. Yeah, it's a nice bubble, but yeah, it's still a bubble. It is a bubble. Yeah. Uh, so, so when you're living in the bubble and you're oblivious to, you know, what, 80% of the world is living like, yeah. then it's easy to become indifferent or apathetic or mm. mediocre. Uh, and, and, but having other experiences um, outside of that bubble, mm. I think helps for me, it helped to keep me grounded for sure. Yeah. And then seeing God move on the mission field, right? People getting healed, people getting delivered from demonic oppression. Yeah. Um, you know, my parents' church planting and, and seeing growth and just God moving, yeah. right? It's like, man, I can't deny that in my life. I can't yeah. deny who God is. And uh, so when he when he puts his finger on you, he says, hey, I want you to do this. Right. It's like, okay, I don't know how to do that, but <laughs> I'm trusting that you're going to provide and, and give grace to do it because yeah. that's what I see modeled, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think um, a lot of times... You know, kids growing up in our culture yeah. uh, don't often see that. They read about it. They may see about see it from a distance, yeah. um, but they not, may not see it firsthand or experience it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for, for my, my girls, yeah, I try to be that example of them as, as best I can. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, so it's been a blessing for sure. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, 
I think we're running out of time here, but uh, that was quick. <laughs> it's, it goes by quick, I'm yeah. telling you. But uh, for those that would like to hear more about the burn, about um, uh, you and your ministry, wh- where can they they find you? Yeah, so um, there's several places you could find us. The global website, because there's you know a few hundred burns around the world. Yeah, um, it's a global community, and um, so the global website is burn. 24-7.com. Okay. And our local website is burn247calgary.com. Okay. So if you're in Calgary and you want to find out more about our events, go to our website. Um, we do midweek sets. We do weekend sets. Yeah. Um, we do stuff at different churches. Yeah. Um, and outdoor stuff, of course. Of course. And uh, So just a plug as well. Yeah. Later this year. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> later this year at Olympic Plaza on the second weekend of September. Yeah. The weekend that we always have. Yeah. Uh, Sean Foyt is going to join us. Wow. And he's going to do a lettuce worship event there. Come on. And um, so we're excited to have him back and yeah. be here in the city. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't been back uh, since, I don't know, 2018 or 19. Yeah, and it's been, um, a, it's been a while. while. It's been yeah. a while. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and so yeah, that's going to be September ninth, um, I believe. Ninth. Okay. Yeah, second yeah. second weekend of September. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's a fantastic time. I, yes. Like yeah. the burn in the plaza is one of the best events of the year. I yeah, I love yeah. all your guys' events, yeah. but like there are absolutely honestly absolutely like there. Where else can you worship for six hours right. over the city, over outdoor? The city. Come on. It's still warm. It's There's still water warm. there. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, I love that. Um, any any final thoughts for our audience as, as we go today? Um, you know what? I do believe that God is doing um, a new thing, mm. uh, not only in Calgary, but uh, across the nation, across the nations. He's always doing new things, right? Yeah. Um, and, and one of the ways that I feel compelled to prepare myself for what he's doing, the new things is actually through, um, prayer and fasting. Mm. And so, you know, we talked about a lot of things, um, and, and as individuals, what we can do to be an influence, um, a light, even in our churches or wherever we go. Um, and I'm discovering more and more that, um, it's through fasting and prayer that, that we are, we can sustain a high level. A lot of times we're, we're like this, right? Come on. We're like this. We're, we see highs, we see yeah. lows, and and we're happy to see the highs, and we're like, oh, the lows, yeah, okay, praise God, he's doing something in my life, whatever. Yeah. But if you want to stay at a high level, yeah. uh, live a fasted lifestyle. Come on. Just like Jesus did. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my encouragement. I love, I love that. I love that. That's so good. Well, thank you, Joe, for coming on. Thanks you yeah, guys thank for, you. for listening, and yeah. Uh, yeah, stay posted for some more episodes. Awesome. See you later.